Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 2011. From multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half, how'd you get And you described that his head kind of exploded yes, when you hit I, him. Yes, I actually hit him three times because I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. Go, go, go. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning, and then 45 minutes later, she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 29 of the Operator Podcast. I'm your host, Robert J. O'Neill. The reason we call it the Operator Podcast is because I think everyone's operating. If you get up, get outside, and do something for someone else, you're operating. I used to be in the military as a special operator. Now I'm operating, trying to keep a roof over my head and the lights on. So that's good, and that's what you're doing. And all I do is I I look up stuff. I try to find good historical stuff. I try to find stuff that's going on in the real world, and uh, I give you my opinion, and hopefully I get your opinion. I get your opinion in the comment sections, usually on Instagram at The Operator Podcast or at Makuya, M-C-H-O-O-Y-A-H, Makuya. And I'll answer them. I, I'll have a tendency to answer your queries, questions, or corrections if you are a little bit nice about it. I don't mind foul language, but I, the insults get to me. Uh, and I delete you. I was just saying the other, because I, I go off a plan here but I never follow it. I keep notes to kind of keep me on where I'm going. I say that because I, I did mention last week that I went on to an interview on Twitter and I was literally getting asked questions by people who were, lived in Eastern Afghanistan and they were respectful at the time, but other Twitter users were using uh, Twitter and I was listening and turns out, I don't know if you believe this, but some people that live in Afghanistan are still pissed. And you can't blame them. I'd be pissed too. But they were just yelling at me, and they would they would at me on Twitter about things they were yelling about and saying that uh, I can't believe how you're trying to use humor to blah, blah, blah. And because I did the interview, and I, you know, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful myself. And I do have a good sense of humor. I think sometimes it's a dark sense of humor. I don't think what is happening in Afghanistan now is funny. Um, but, they, you know, people on Twitter were blaming me for Afghanistan. They're like, we you know, well, why didn't you do this? And how could you let the women uh, go back under the burqa? And why didn't you? And people were killing. And how many people were killed? And I'm like, you know what? I did what I thought was right. You think they're listening to me? I'm an enlisted dude, right? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll give you my two cents. But we've talked about how the military industrial complex works. They'll, they'll listen. They'll pretend they're listening. They being the powers that be. But then they're going to run it just like they run a government agency. They fail it, they suck, and they um, they do what they want anyway based on how they can stay in power. So the people in Afghanistan, from eastern Afghanistan and Pakistan, that were yelling at me about how, how we could have failed them like that. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, too. I, I can retort with, well, we tried to teach you to fight for 20 years. 
and you didn't quite get it. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, there's a ton of different things about Afghanistan. So the point I'm getting at there, and I'll get more into that because I have copious notes. I do love to read. I, I read at least, I'm reading like two books at a time and listening to an audio book. So I, I love to hear different opinions. And uh, different opinions too. Don't be afraid to do that. Don't just listen to one side. L- listen to, the, even if it pisses you off, listen to it and see what, maybe you can learn something from someone else. Maybe someone on the opposite side of a subject points something else that the, pers- that the person you agree with didn't point out because they were trying to prove a point. You know what I mean? It's okay to, uh, it's okay to try to be informed and listen to more stuff. Plus, I like reading. It's fun. It, it forces me to turn off the television. I, when I went to uh, Pennsylvania, I've got a buddy out there. I was doing some work with him. Uh, Western Pennsylvania, and I it was it was a little bit towards the end of the lockdowns, and that was a very um, there's a, a a big population of Amish people, and I was able to check their uh, their goods out and whatnot, and talk to some of them, and there were still mask mandates in certain places, and I just asked one of the dudes, uh, why aren't you wearing a mask? He goes, oh, we're not afraid of COVID, and I said, why is that? And he goes, well, we don't have televisions, so that's a good point. They can build a barn in like a day. Have you been on YouTube and seen that stuff too? Very impressive. Very uh, uh they're operators. Amish people can put up a fucking barn. It's dope. Um but yeah, I read that and uh, uh the the nicer the comments, the better. You're gonna be you're gonna get a little bit more respect if you show a little bit of respect. But that again, that's Twitter, and you don't need to be respectful because Twitter is like that. It's basically a cesspool, but it's kind of like crack too. Like I like going to Twitter and checking it. If you want to be in a good mood. And have a good day. Don't check Twitter till tw- Twitter till at least after lunch. But you can't help yourself. I can't help myself. And I've always got to put out a clever tweet and whatnot. So that's that. Um, and then, but I do watch some of the news, and I I want to go over my notes and things. But uh, sometimes I can't help myself because, uh, like the latest one, they're reporting on um, getting rid of student debt, paying off student loans. Um, and I'm sure there's feelings about that. I think it's 16% of Americans, 16%, and I could be pulling that out of my ass, have some student loan debt in college. And they want to pay it back by the government. And the government is more than happy to take taxpayer money and pay off people to buy their votes. And that's what they're talking about now. That's Democrats' big push. They want to pay off. Their, well, they don't want to pay off your debt. They want to buy your vote. When it all comes down to it, it's all personal power. And the way you keep personal power is by getting votes. So right now, the Biden administration is going around Congress and saying they want to pay off the votes. The votes, uh, sorry, they want to get the votes to pay off the loans. And uh, the price tag on it was a couple hundred billion. But it's almost crazy that with the way politicians are spending money now, like only oh only a couple hundred billion. Well, shit, we gave that to Ukraine, drop in the bucket. I mean. And personally, I would rather pay off student loans than be funding whatever the hell's going on in Ukraine. And that's not to say the people dying, I, I'm not for that. And I'm not pro-Putin by any means. Um, I'm, I got a book I'm looking at right now over there. It's got to be a thousand pages about Putin. And I like to read with a highlighter because I might remember some stuff and highlight stuff that might remind me of stuff. I got a highlighter there. And some of this shit is, is downright fucking boring. But you learn a, bit, a little bit about him. Just because I'm studying him doesn't make me pro-Putin. However, I question why every, every almost every politician is backing it 100% because we got to do it till the end. I talked about that last, last week. I'm not going to totally get into it again. But it's all, it's all about the price tag 
And it's all about um, buying votes, staying in personal power. It's about personal power. That's it. Um, so uh, the the new one is the the vote thing. And and I was watching people report in front of uh, in front of uh, the Supreme Court, and there you can hear people in the background screaming. And I think if you're look, if you're getting paid to go protest, whatever, fine, you're getting paid. Someone's paying you off for their personal agenda. Fine, you know, you're putting some money in your pocket. Hopefully, you're you know getting soup for your sister. Um, but if you're just out there screaming with signs, I got, did you take the time to make that sign to go in front of a building and yell? What the fuck is wrong with you? So uh, they're doing that. They're trying to buy the votes and, um, it's just, it's just how it is. And, and, and it's, it, it, it's all about which side are you on? And, and I love when those politicians get up there and you'll hear them talk in that same monotone voice. Like they're talking to the mob. And the way they say it and the way they pound their desk and the way they slap the damn podium and the way they start to do the choppy and they know when to finish for the applause. It drives me fucking crazy. They do the same shit all the time. Same people, same arguments. So they're doing that. Another thing they're arguing about, I don't know if you noticed this, is some people are starting to say that maybe the coronavirus came from China. How nuts is that? Now people are admitting, you know, that's like one of those things. I'm not sure if you can, you know, make bygones be bygones on a two-year lockdown just with an oopsie poopsie. My bad. But a lot of people were getting paid off by a lot of different places because of the virus that came out of the China. And now some of them are admitting it. Like there were people saying it before. John Stewart did an awesome job on one of the day, um, one of the nightly shows. And I forget which one. I should know it. But again, I didn't put it in my notes because I didn't prepare to talk about this. But he was saying just, all you got to do is stop and think for yourself. The name of the virus is it, it, it's named after the lab in Wuhan. And uh, he was saying a lot of people were saying that Woody Harrelson had an awesome thing on SNL this weekend. When he was talking about a horrible script about uh, drug cartels that they invent a drug and they make they lock you in your house until they you know you take their drugs, but no one would ever buy that. And they're describing obviously what we went through, um, but politicians were in it because someone was getting paid somewhere, big pharma was getting paid somewhere, and they're paying off someone else, and it's personal power. And you weren't allowed to say that. You know, this is um, a couple years ago. People lost their livelihoods for saying anything bad about China. I, I dare you to find anyone in the NBA right now that'll say a bad thing about China. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, wait till it gets out. Uh, you know, they're obviously making Nikes and stuff for um, with labor that I'm not going to get into, but it's lower priced and it's in China. And, um, you know, people are getting paid, so they're not saying it. And getting paid means personal power. So China's doing this and, and they're involved. Don't think they're not involved in pretty much everything we do every single day. But that's coming out. But we weren't allowed to say that. And now we are. And now some politicians don't know how to go with it. They don't know how to get a- along with it because they're st- they still they still um, they're they're still lining the pockets of a lot of politicians, a lot more than you think. They're in bed literally with some of them and some of the lobbyists down there, and they they've greased the right skids, knowing they're using our freedom against us, knowing that we're so nice about everything that we're not going to say anything bad about them. So. That's what that's what's going on there, and it just it gets me into where you're getting your information because that used to be what's called misinformation. Remember that? Um, the science is final. We've decided on that. What was the damn phrase they used to say when this the science is spoken? Don't you got to trust the science? And it's almost one of those things where, um, like, rage against the machine means you're against the machine, but no, they're not. They're doing everything the government tells them. Um, but uh, and they they still do this. 
if you if you notice if you if you say anything on some of the social media platforms and there are certain words that the algorithms look for coronavirus lockdowns um china a lot of the times you'll notice if you post anything that says that it will give you a link to how to shop for what uh government agencies are saying about this virus what the cdc is saying about this because they have your best interest in mind you know dr fauci had your interest in mind he even you remember him he was the dude that would give those interviews and his at home on his zoom and his face was way too close to the camera. Like he looked like grandpa's Facebook profile, the picture that he can't fix. He doesn't know how, and he calls you and says, well, that wasn't actually me. I had to change my Facebook profile because I forgot my password, and I don't know where to look to, to f- forget your password. And he did that, and he was really rich dude. for some, The highest paid um, government employee, I think he was the highest paid government employee. Wealthier than that, though, he he got really, really rich on a government salary, which is odd. A lot of politicians do that. They uh, they get in public service and they become wealthy. It's amazing that when you get elected into power, all of a sudden you're a genius in the stock market and your your picks are better than Warren Buffett. Like you're cash, literally cashing in. You're a socialist, but you have a couple houses and you're selling your books for. <laughs> whatever the hell you're selling it for because they're telling you what you want to what they want to tell what they want you to hear so you will vote for them so the student loan thing it's just it's crazy what what are they teaching in school i'm not going to get into that shit i again believe that most people are good i think most teachers are actually good they they do they do have to take a knee once in a while to the um the unions and then the unions are going to vote for democrats for another different power struggle and i've i've seen that happen before uh, but what they're teaching in school, you know what they're obviously not teaching in school is how to balance a checkbook, how to do a payroll, what interest rates are good and bad for loans. Because we seem to be at a time where it's up to the kids at 12 years old if they want to cut off parts of their body based on feelings and what your teacher says. So at 12, they're good with that decision. But at 18, when they pull out a loan to go to college, eh, they're not quite smart enough. So the taxpayers who are actually earning a paycheck better, you know, we'll foot the bill on that one. I got this one. Every single week, every week we talk about this. And we're, we're looking at new stuff with how we're going to pay back student loans, even though it didn't go through Congress. We're printing money and sending it to uh, Ukraine. We're sending our money all over the place. Why would you trust your hard-earned savings in unstable governments kind of like we are right now, printing their way out of debt or other ridiculous overseas investments. Take my advice. Protect your financial future with something real. Gold and silver for my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver or, if you prefer, have it delivered securely right to your front door. I've been all over the planet and there is only one universal currency that is always of value and that is gold. Allegiance Gold has some of the highest ratings in the industry. Five stars with TrustLink, AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance, and A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. So go to protectwiththeoperator.com and get up to $2,500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them the operator sent you. Or give them a call at 844-790-9191. Again, that's 844-790-9191. We can't control this administration but we can prepare for the consequences of their policies, which are coming. So go to protectwiththeoperator.com. That's protectwiththeoperator.com, or give them a call at 844-790-9191. But, you know, that's the thing. Um, and, the, you know, the, the, the arguments are there. 
pretty much every single time. And, and um, it was the we just had a midterm election, which is the election for Congress, the middle of a term of a president, I'm pretty sure. But this, the, the thing going round and round like it always does, if you notice now, people are running for election again. The elections just they just swore people in. They just got done politicking, another politicking again. We're going to see who's going to run for president. And, you know, the the names are coming out there. We know who they are. They can't decide on the Democratic side yet because they've got Joe Biden in there. And we're not sure if he's going to run again. And nobody will admit whether or not he's going to run again or whether they'll support him again. And they're looking, excuse me, for um, different names to maybe run. It's not often that the, the sitting president has someone from the same party run against somebody could happen. Just because, again, how he got elected, how they they got him into the White House, whatever, and you, they just come out and they start talking. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be the same stuff, and and this, you have to be on the same side, or the party's not going to back you. So you can't be a pro-choice Republican. You pretty much can't be a pro-life Democrat. And if you're a Democrat and you say you're Catholic, you have to be pro-choice. But the church doesn't want you to be there. And we, they've gone so far as there's been politicians who are. It might even be Biden. Look me up on that one and let me know. But it might even be if someone was a, a priest, I think, um, refused to give a politician communion because of their stance on abortion. Same shit. And it's going to be people are going to argue. That, I mean, it's the same arguments on eh, they get a little more extreme as time goes on. And with social media, I mean, we're at, we're at a point where the um, there's so many ways to get media that you're you could be labeled as um fake news but you're telling the truth but because one side doesn't like you then they shut you down like we talked about before but it's it's a lot of the same arguments the only, the only there's there's not really going to be a change because no one in the government is going to shut down any projects and any any um any government agencies you can't fire government workers for a reason and then again i mean think about all the government workers there are that's a big base for voting they're going to vote for you why would you fire them when we can keep pump, pumping what is free money to you because it's the taxpayers money same with the <laughs> the student debt thing. So, I mean, so we said 16% of America's in debt. 16% of America believes in chemtrails. So that's the same percentage. Pay your own debt if you believe in that stuff. That's conspiracy theory stuff. Um, the, the only way to get rid of the pork, and what a pork what a pork project is, is when someone writes up a bill and it goes through, um, you, they whip your vote because – they said, by the way, we're going to name this bridge after you, or by the way, we're going to make a pool hall, or do they have pool halls anymore? Whatever the hell. Some building after you, and it's going to be awesome, and and um, politicians love to have stuff named after them. But the only way anything will ever change is to get non-politicians in there, and we're just going to keep getting politicians in there because politicians are going to keep giving themselves raises, and we have to get term limits. That is the way to do it, but the only way to get term limits into laws by lawmakers to vote against themselves to get themselves out of power. They're never going to do that. So you'll hear the same BS and uh, same arguments. Not a lot's going to change. Like like with the, the school thing, if you're not hurting anyone, fine. But if you are hurting someone, it's bad. And I, I, you shouldn't be taking your agendas into certain places because they're your agendas, but also everyone should have, you know, everyone should be able to be comfortable. There's a very, very fine line. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not getting into it because... Um, the loudest, the loudest voices are going to get the airtime. I don't want to get into those fights. I, I, I got mine, so I think I'm good. Like, okay, I mean, fine. You want some? I'll give you some. Like, um, they're saying that uh, the voting age should be lowered to 16. Why is that? Well, because chances are, 16 year old getting educated in the public school system will vote Democrat because they're taught to vote Democrat because a lot of teachers are Democrats. 
Uh, I don't think they should do that. I don't think 16 is old enough to vote. I don't think 18 is old enough to vote. I think they should lower the drinking age and raise the voting age. I'm serious. Look at like Germany. Um, the, the the drinking age or in, uh, in parts of Europe is like 16, but we have more alcoholics here. Uh, and a lot of stuff that I talk about is based on fucking <laughs> experience. And I've seen that shit. But uh, like with the whole thing with the drinking age of 21, you can you can go to war at 18. So you can't drink, but you can die. Uh, I just think the see the way we're going to change stuff in politics is again, too. I can't believe I'm going off on this tangent, st- st- tangent, tangent, soapbox, standing on a soapbox, going on a tangent, slowing down my rate of speech um, because you need to. Be, I was just talking to my wife, Jessica, and it's like she, she we're just saying a lot of stuff. It just didn't make sense at a certain age graduating from high school i wasn't even sure what um what the apr was on a loan and that's fine it's normal but then we're up to the taxpayers to pay their loans uh, for voting and they and the way they get away with this shit with vote we can change the vote if we we're not even allowed to talk about voter fraud really because you get shut down as fake news you don't think there's voter fraud going on good night i mean again (laughs) but uh uh, and the way, well, the way the left gets, and, and I'm not just blaming them because everyone's going to try to do everything they can to whip votes because at the end of the day, they're going to keep their party in power. And if my party's in power, I'm in power, blah, blah, blah. That's how it goes. But Democrats, the way they spin this stuff, because the one of the first keys to spying is uh, admit nothing, deny everything, make counter accusations. That's it. And you'll see everyone do, oh, I didn't do that, but you sure did. Um, they're saying that uh, I think you should be required to have an ID to vote. Show up in person, unless you're overseas at war or something like that. You show up to vote. If you can't show up or you can't get an ID, you shouldn't be able to vote. It's that's, I mean, I think it should be a little bit more stringent. And the, if you notice when, when the Democrats, they say, well, certain people can't, can't get um, ID and they, or they can't figure out the Internet. It's like, how insulting is that to the people you're suggesting as a white liberal, that certain people can't get an ID. Of course they can get an ID, and they have one. You're just insulting them to make it sound like it's a human right. To You should just be able to show up and vote. And, you know, I've seen it in, uh, um, in different places where they just, during during the COVID, my God, handing out votes, literally dropping stuff off, uh, ballots off, and just whoever used to live here. Um, seen that happen, but it should be, we, we are, we can, we can afford to be a lot not strict, but a lot more by the book if we wanted to. But a lot of politicians don't want to because they want it to be this complete chaos. <clears throat> they want to, um, they want to have the vote counted in two weeks when we know how many we need. Type shit. We could do it easy. I, I mean, I think there should be. It should be like a like a. Uh, it should be like a driver's test. In order to get your ID, you need to pass a written test. I think you should know a little bit about the country before you're allowed to vote for me to pay for your fucking student loan. And that's how I think. And also, you should have a beer at 16. Uh-huh. Shit for that, but go get you some. But uh, like I said, uh, the si- <laughs> probably a bad example. Sorry, Mom, if you're listening. Um, but um, people in Butte, Montana, kids at 16, have been drinking. And th- those are the kegs uh, out in the woods where the cops come chase you. But uh, I was mentioning the 16% of people believe in the chemtrails. That's, again, and maybe I'm full of shit. Because these are just conspiracy theories. If if I bring up the voting thing, people could say, "Would well, you have proof?" Actually, I don't. I mean, I know the rhetoric, and I and I have been around some people that, for God's sake, yeah, don't put them in charge. But some people are in charge. There, there's there are pe- members of Congress who admitted you don't need to be a genius to be a member of Congress. Crazy shit. But these conspiracy theories—they never die. The 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 
The thing about conspiracy theories is they are conspiracy theories until about six months later when they're proven right. And that's that thing with China that I just talked about. It was a conspiracy theory. It can't be real. Then it is. Okay, that's crazy. But then there's the, uh, like, there's other conspiracy theories that I didn't believe when I could see them up close. When I was there, like, I know we killed bin Laden. I know we didn't mutilate his body. And I'm pretty sure we threw him in the ocean. Didn't see it happen. Um, But I remember doing what we call realistic urban training, a rut, which are awesome. Realistic urban training is when we would bring everyone. So I'm talking the entire headquarters, the entire assault teams, teams, team, team, or teams. If we had, uh, you know, we had our squadron, we had um, Task Force 160, the pilots. Uh, Again, can't say enough good things about those badasses. Their air crew, and then like the intel people set up shop, and we'll do everything from surveillance, counter surveillance, and... um, flying the helos fly in between skyscrapers and they they you know you do kick-ass like lip landings and little birds and that's a lot of l's man but talk about l for love that thing is fun you sit on the lip of a you sit on the edge of a little bird and the pilot lip lands you on a skyscraper like in la but we did ours the one that i was talking about was in portland i was one of the uh trip lead for that and portland man i haven't been there in a while but so this is back in the day but um Man, that was a great city. That, that, I mean, speaking of beer, what a great beer town that was. Great food. Voodoo Donuts. Damn. Yeah, had a moment there. But we go up to there, and, and you know, Portland's, uh, well, they, they call themselves the People's Republic of Portland. It's, it's communist. They, I mean, sorry. It's capitalist um, white liberals who are, have so much good stuff going on in their life. They think that they're communists, but they're really not. Com- real communism, they, they wouldn't last a fucking day. Not, I mean, unless they were spies. But we'd show up there. We'd bring everybody. We would do training. Everything from, um, you know, work with the local cops. The Portland PD was awesome too, man. They get a they get a shitty um, a shitty deal now because of the defund the police nonsense. I remember we took a um, <clears throat> we had a yard a yard in party sorta of, for the cops. We had a big uh, booze fest like you do at the end of the training. <clears throat> and one of the Portland cops, uh, one of the SWAT guys was so cool. He, uh, this is just neat coming from a fucking cop. Cause I, I love cops and we all respect cops. Um, he held up a yard. He was going to do a yard cause he knew we yard in to get our patches at the squadron. And he gave a toast to, it was a red squadron at the time. And he goes, here's the, here's the Navy seals. Cause even cops need heroes. And it's kind of like, wow, man, that was cool. And then the motherfucker like, it's like, well, you're my fucking hero because that was dope. You just took down. That was a, like, the, I think the record seven seconds for a yard, maybe 11. I don't know. That's a quick yard, though. But we, but the, going back to the conspiracy theories, being somewhere where I know it's not happening, we're just legit. So President Bush was in office. That's how long ago this was. <laughs> President George W. Bush was in office. And if you can imagine, the left hated him. So he was not well-liked in Portland. That's why we didn't bring him on the trip. That and the fact he had two wars to run. Regardless of how we got into the wars, he had to do something to run them shits. But we we were flying with the Little Birds, flying with the Blackhawks, and we had 47s. Like We were up to the point where we had planned. um, uh, I was going to be the lead jumper for a jump of the squadron onto uh, the cat into the Capitol, the nice courtyard in the Capitol there and um, in Salem, Oregon. And... uh, to the point where we had the governor of Oregon taking place, and I shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna because fuck it. Uh, there's a secret like getaway passage in the governor's office, and I don't know how important you think you are to get a secret passage, like like a dumb way to like you pull the thing and the big whoopee slide comes out, like either in a a, a, a kid's um, yard playground or like on an airplane. 
Like the big thing comes out, and it can be used for flotation, but if you need flotation in Eugene, Oregon, I don't know what kind of pickle you got yourself into. But we had a, we're had we going to jump in, do a high-altitude, high-opening, hey-ho, go in there, and then we had some of the cops. Um, well, obviously, we will be have cops there as, as uh, rain safety officers because God knows what Portland's going to fucking think. Got a bunch of a bunch of dudes running through town. And we're, we're going to go do a hostage rescue on get the mayor and go down the, the chute with the, sorry, the governor. And that just a cool op. We had it planned out. We did the notice to the airman thing, and we got the jump schedule. And we we actually had our PJs survey the the thing as a drop zone, so we had it all locked in. And uh, some of the training we were doing, though, like I said, was with the little birds, and we were flying the little birds. There's some video of this, and um, we would fly up and do a lip land, get off, and then it was so cool to be on a skyscraper. And not necessarily like a, it's not like a New York skyscraper, but it's a big ass building, especially from Oregon. Like the tallest building in my hometown is the Finland Hotel. It's like five or f- six stories or whatever. But they would lip land and like even to the point where guys on, on either the starboard or the port side and for, uh, for Army that's left and right, port has four letters and, and left has four letters. So that's and, and starboard's a long word. So so right. <laughs> so because like I G H. Yeah. Um, so you get off on the lip and guys from the port side would actually crawl through the thing because you don't want to, you know, you want something like that. Uh, and then you get off, and then and they watch the pilots. They would like drop to I don't know just to look badass, which they did, and that looks cool when you're on. Now you're on the top of a building, but then they come back, and you got to get back on. Now watching a little bird, and probably being a pilot in a little bird, knowing what it can do, that's awesome to see it drop into the city of Portland and like pull up. Not as cool when you're sitting on the side, like I because I used to get cocky, sit like either sitting on the on the out the side of like a Blackhawk or a Little Bird, and they would say, well, you're going to you're gonna, gonna uh, bean her in, put a lanyard on to, to carabine yourself in. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm just not going to fall off. Well, this one, I, I yeah, and I'm hugging the, the, the bar, and they zipped off that. So I'm getting to a point here. But So we did that. We're training realistic urban terrain. The pilots are getting a ton out of it. We're getting a ton out of it. And then the locals saw us, and we're in Portland, and that's when the conspiracy theorists come out. And there was actually a – I remember watching a dude on YouTube give a report on an article in their um, um, their local newspaper. And the headline said – and the way this dude, this jackass who was convinced he busted us, he goes – the headline, he read it on YouTube. He goes, black helicopters here, question mark, question mark. And then he ran, rams on, rambles on about how now this is the invasion. <laughs> he said something like, yeah, President George W. Bush is invading Portland, and here's the black hell. And we're like, hey, dickhead. He's the president. He doesn't need to invade Portland. You know, he can do he can do what the your he's can do what your uh, that the future presidents will do. He'll just lock you in your house because <laughs> that could never happen, could it? So I mentioned uh, the new studio, the new lighting behind me because of my sweet new budge. So I'm getting more into the technological aspect of things. So get a load of this. Calling all gamers, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Let's be real, fellas. How many of you are AFK on your facial grooming? From a beard trim to a fresh save, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard so you can look your best IRL and uh, on stream. Join 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code... The operator for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to go from 
NPC to look at me. So whether you swing retro like me with the old school tech mobile or lean towards FPC, hours of gaming doesn't just take the toll on your chair. It's time to tame your mane with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. It all starts with a Beard Hedger. This thing is like a cheat code for your faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard so you're not messing up your drawers with extra add-ons and hair. It's also waterproof. I like to use mine in the shower. Somebody nerfed this thing. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on faces, leading to single-stroke efficiency with no lag. The Pro Kit doesn't end there. They've created four dermatologist-tested formulas for your post-trim care. First, there's the Beard Shampoo and Conditioner. You need to remember all your hair is different. It's different on your head than it is on your face. Next is uh, the Manscaped Beard Oil, an essential piece for your main facial accessory. Relieve the dryness on your beard and skin. Cap it off with the Beard Balm. It's like a pomade for your face. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. Say GG's to the competition, boys, because this right here is the final boss. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEOPERATOR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code THEOPERATOR. Manscaped, beer hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Take the war out of your zone and claim the victory you deserve. Manscaped.com, code THEOPERATOR. And obviously... I enjoy myself, and I like to have fun. I'm hoping that you have fun, too, listening to this. And again, if you're not, you can tell me in the comments. If you are, I appreciate you telling me in the comments. Uh, I say some stuff tongue-in-cheek as it comes to me. Um, just, in you know, having fun. Like I, I mentioned, the I'm obviously kidding about the uh, the drinking age of B16. And by, by that, I guess, sort of leaning towards libertarian, is uh, that should mm, sort of be up to your parents. Your parents should be involved with the decision-making process, and I, I don't think the government should be able to tell you everything because the government, if you haven't noticed a trend here, tends to screw everything up. I, I can't think of anything they've done right. But um, I, I don't see. I don't want um, 16-year-olds hanging out in bars. Like, I have been to Sunday brunch. Have you ever been to Sunday brunch and there's a group of 16-year-old girls and they're just drinking mocktails like fake mimosas? My God, they're annoying. They're shrill. They're loud, so we don't need them all tuned up. On a Sunday afternoon. So I was kidding about that whatnot. But um, that's just the the whole thing with personal responsibility. And then I, I mentioned the, um, the student debt thing. Because it's just, it, it's, it's no longer a caring about the people. It's about how you can buy your vote. And that's one way they can do it. Is Because uh, th it's, doesn't that sound great though? Like, we'll just pay off your debt. No, it's not we. And free is never free. Um, but they make it sound like it. Okay, say they met, so they want they're saying, well, it's only ten thousand per student per per household who has who doesn't make a certain amount or whatever, and they put in percentage, and they're gonna throw in the the um, the rich should pay their fair share, which is complete nonsense, um, and that's not for here. But like, you get the um, you get the union people, the union boss for the the teachers union boss, Randy Weingarten. Just worked herself up in front of the Supreme Court by just jumping around and screaming like a buffoon, uh, yelling about how the debt, all this, and the students. But uh, there, there are so many angles with this. Like again, with personal responsibility, if you take out a loan, that's on you. And if if you don't understand what the rate is or the length of the loan, you shouldn't take it. And if you 
you can't i mean don't just sign right there it's like they they want your business they want your money talk to your parents talk to someone who knows talk to somebody older who's who's ever bought and or leased a car or pays rent just find out there but she's up there comparing student debt to covid relief okay that's a fine line right there too because the go- the government coming in to fix it right now you say 10 10,000 per ha- fine okay does it end there no you got a whole new group of people going to college next year. What are they going to do? What about the people that graduated and paid off their loans or didn't even get loans? What about the the the, the guy that went to Votech or the woman who 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 does like ha- hands-on stuff like the blue collar the welder, the plumber, someone like that? Do they need to pay, pay your student loans off at a university? Why do, how, how why, if these teachers care so much about the kids, why don't they work for free? Why don't they take a pay cut? Why is college so expensive? Why are there useless classes? What's the point of that? I mean, do you really want to bust your ass as a welder? Bust your ass doing stuff that people like don't like to do, but you need to do that for your livelihood? Do you want to pay for some entitled kid that got a degree in gender studies? I don't think you should have to do that. It. I mean, you know, I don't like communism, but maybe we need to go to um you will get a degree in this and maybe the government will help you but there are grants out there there there's different ways to do it but this is just a another way for the government to just to buy your vote to and why do they want your vote to stay in power for themselves and that's that's what i'm saying like it, it's the lot of the stuff they sell you sounds awesome it's nothing's free <laughs> and the government it's not like the government's out there saving money on anything um I, i'll give you some examples Okay, I didn't look up the amount of debt we would we the taxpayer and the, and those of us that aren't paying their fair share yet. I I didn't realize that too. Once um, I have a foundation, Special Operators Transition Foundation, that I helped found. I, I mentioned that a bit ago, and um, I bring that up again because I didn't realize how screwed we were getting in the military, how we don't get paid anything. And then once you get out, I didn't realize once I started making money, I didn't realize what my fair share was. And it pisses me off when I hear people say their fair share because that's something uh, Democrats mainly use when they say fair share. And I, God, I, I, I have a tendency to say Democrats a lot. And uh, that's because of both parties. And, and for, for some reason, and I'm not a Republican, I'm an independent. I, I li- don't just stop listening right now. Hear me out because I, you should be able to talk to people and disagree on a few things. God forbid I mention guns, I'll lose half my listeners right now. God, for, God forbid I bring up abortion, I'll lose half my listeners right there, or, or, or gay rights and gay marriage. I'll, I'll lose, just bear with me. Um, I have a tendency to say Democrats a lot because I really can't think of anything they've done that works. Just saying. Republicans aren't a lot better, so I'm not on either side. And that was just bare. Come on, joke with me. I have Democrat friends. I hope that are still listening. But um, it, the, the government in general doesn't – what did Ronald Reagan say? The, some of the worst words you can hear is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. The, the, the government can't help with our problems because government is the problem. Government's in the way of everything. They're not giving you anything. And if you – let's say you do go to school and you get – your student debt paid off because of the taxpayer, and you get a good job, and you start earning, let's say, mid-six figures. Guess what? Your taxes are going up. You're paying back into it. Self-licking ice cream cone once again. Um, but they're not going to solve the problem. That's all I'm getting at, too. And and, and both sides, the, two, the two-party system will be our downfall because it's party, party, party. Look at poor John Fetterman in the hospital right now. He was forced 
to run to get that seat so the Democrats could have the They didn't give a shit about his health. They're saying he's John Fetterman, and I hope he gets healthy, man. I feel bad for the guy because he had a stroke. He should have been resting. They pushed him through. They pushed He won. That's air quotes if you can't. He won Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania is such a blue state. But he won it. Now he's in the hospital. And, and it, they're still lying about him. Look at that. They're saying, um, oh, he's fine. He's in the hospital. And he's with, he's with his staff. And he's, um, he's alert. And he's, no, he's not. The guy's clinically depressed. And I, I don't, I'm not making fun of him at all. Depression is fucking real. And the guy shouldn't have been pushed out there. But, hey, we needed, the, we needed that majority in the Senate, didn't we? Because we're going to solve the problems for the people. No, we're not. We're just going to we're going to make sure I get the pork projects back home, and we're going to make sure I get reelected, and we're going to make sure party, party, party. My party is in power because my party this and my party that. That's what even what they're saying. You got you got um, both sides of the aisle campaigning all the time, and they always say, "Well, here's what we got to do to beat them." It should not be thought of as an us against them with Democrats and Republicans. It's what is going to be best for the American people. And God forbid you say that you want to do too well for the American people, which is all of us, by the way. You want to do too well for the American people. Well, you might just be leaning too much on history, and you're probably a racist, or you're a what's the what's the one they were calling everyone? If you're afraid of someone uh, from a different place, some phobia, some some is they call you a name if you're too American. Don't be too American because if we if we get united as a country, God forbid we might see through these politicians if they divide us and they keep us mad at each and and again not mad at each other um in person most people get along um when you get together most people are having a good time at concerts and it, well speaking of Pennsylvania you're not getting along if you go to an eagles game <laughs> i'm just saying and he if he's if he is so if he's so Healthy right now, being from Philly, and I think I heard Jesse Waters mention this. Why didn't he say anything when the Eagles lost on a controversial call in the in the Super Bowl? That's kind of a big issue. Uh, yeah, I think I did hear that yesterday. But but uh, the um the, the get it, what I'm getting at is divide and conquer, us against them, meaning us against them, the left versus the right. It's all that bullshit and hullabaloo, which is a wonderful word that you see at the State of the Union when they're literally one side's on the right side facing the podium, that's the Republicans, one side's on the left, that's the Democrats, and they hoot and holler like a bunch of fucking jackals. They yell and scream. It's it's 24-hour news, and then we forget about it. We go back to, hey, how about free school? Yay. And then we yell at each other, and then we, get, we fight, and then we have paid people showing up from unions. We have activists. And if those damn activists were, were not being paid by the the deep state and the great reset if they have that much passion boy if we just instead of paying them 50 bucks a day to hold up signs of how bad trump is in front of fox news imagine if we gave them like a real job and a real purpose and said go get them tiger and here's 75 bucks a day man you could get some shit done but off on a tangent there um here is an example i did a little research recently here's an example and this i am not making this up at all and i just i i hope you didn't I hope you're still listening. If, if you just heard me, you're still listening. Um, if you know someone who didn't like what I said about the left and the right, then um, call them or text them or, tell, or yell at them on Twitter. That, that works every time. Um, tell them that I told you what I'm about to tell you. And it's not a big secret. This is all true. But I'm about to um, – it should be bigger news than it is. But it's really not because – the interest is not really here. If you, I, I didn't add up all of this, but I was, th now look, if, if we, I want to have a well-educated United States. 
I want to have a well-defended United States, and I want all Americans to love each other. And uh, I, 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 if someone was, if if we could give scholarships to people who really cared about stuff that's real, someone like because math is a language. Like if we ever meet UFOs, which apparently are flying balloons over us, because you know if we can get these morons to wear masks while there's a hole cut in, and they're playing the the ukulele and the and the kazoo. We can definitely get them to believe in aliens. Um, the um, the piccolo, what a it's a mini flute. It's a good little instrument, a tuba. But yeah, I mean, they got it. They had us putting up. Someone made a shit ton of money selling plexiglass to 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 people trying to keep their businesses open because the government shut us down. And if you put plexiglass up at the at the at the convenience store, you can't get COVID from him. And someone made money off that because of government contracts, right? And, and comparing. The c- comparing, why am I jumping around all the place? Comparing um, student debt relief to COVID is nonsense because COVID was shut down by the government. People didn't want to shut down their small businesses and get relief. The government shut them down. The pandemic wasn't the problem. The government shutdown was the problem. The government got involved, but we had, a, yeah, we were, we were all wackadiddle, which is a technical term for whatever. But, um, if we could, if we took some of this money that's being wasted, wasted that I'm about to explain to you, and gave it to that dude that's good at, uh, good at math, because math again, I was talking about UFOs. That's how we're going to talk to aliens when they come here. It's going to be math because it's a language, and people won't like to hear this. Math is a fact. Uh, math is a fact. Math is the truth. If you solve a problem, it's the truth. There's no guesswork like most science. It's just math, and it's real, and it's truth. It's a language. So if we have a dude that's good at math, give him a scholarship. Free education, it betters the country. Uh, a really good mechanic. We need mechanics, hell yeah. Um, we're definitely going to need them when all these electric cars start breaking. <laughs> we better fix those old ones that, that took that evil oil. Um, but if, if someone's doing something that's going to ha- – and I'm not talking communism, not the common good, because that never works, because that's all – well, we'll just, uh, we'll just all – we'll give everything to the government and we'll all share – because for the greater good, yeah, that fucking worked for about two days with toilet paper, didn't it? You know what I'm talking about. But if we were not wasting money, if we took some of this money and, and, and granted scholarships to actual universities with real, real education, not, not some dude that's been there on tenure for 40 years telling you how bad his country is, someone that's really teaching you something that you can use, someone that cares, an engineer, someone that's up there saying we don't have time for woke because we're teaching real shit here. Because we, th- these are real problems we're solving. You know what I'm saying? So if we could take some of this. Okay. I'm going to tell you some stuff that the government, this is to, uh, 2022. So they, this is going to change a little bit. But 2022, this is some of the waste. Th- this was a study from uh, the National Science Foundation. Sounds pretty dope, right? Science. Um, the National, the NS, uh, you're going to notice a trend here. A lot of these are what I call three-letter agencies. We're government. We're here to help. Three letters, it might be bad for you. But they studied. Get a load of this. I, I had to look this up because I'm not a big Marvel Comics guy. Bear with me on that one, too. But the snap, also known as the blip, was the event in which Thanos, that big dude in Marvel, snapped his fingers while using the Infinity Gauntlet, resulting, resulting in the extermination of half of all life in the universe. Marvel Comics, that cost you $119,000. Not bad. I mean, considering the way we throw billion and trillion around, 119k for Thanos could be legit. Also, um, they spent the. This is again, National Science Foundation spent six hundred seventy-five thousand dollars to study six hundred seventy-five thousand dollars to study the social life and collective life of ants. 
I mean, ants are pretty cool. I, I've been down to uh, Central America, and they were showing me how, like, legions of ants, will, the uh, people that, that uh, have houses will let the ants come in, and they literally clean the place and leave. That's kind of cool. That's a social life. Didn't cost you uh, 675K, but that was that. Uh, the National Science Foundation... <laughs> The NSF, the National Science Foundation. I should I should take a course for a million dollars in how to talk slower and read uh, and read good. Um, they it's six hundred eighty nine thousand two hundred twenty two dollars to study the romance lives of parrots. Isn't that great? Let's get into now that we're here. The waste we're going to cover is a big amount, but if you have your calculator at calculator out, or if you have a slide rule because you took a math class. Um, here, here's some stuff that the National Institute of Health spent your taxpayer money on. The NIH, three letters. They spent $187,500 verifying that kids love their pets. Uh, they spent $520,000 using mice to study racial aggression. Five hundred twenty k drop in the bucket, right? Mice, they might just hate each other. Here's one, a good one. Bear with me on this one, too. $1.1 million training mice to binge drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. $1.1 million. $2.3 million injecting six-month-old beagles with blow. <laughs> They're feeding puppies cocaine. $2.3 million worth of cocaine for puppies. Uh, $3 million was spent by the National Institute of Health watching hamsters fight on steroids. That must have been a hell of one of those wheels, a hamster wheel. They, um, this is, again, the National Institute of Health in this country, as far as I know. We, collective, collective is a great word we love to use, spent $2.1 million encouraging Ethiopians to wear shoes. $2.1 million. Wear shoes. That's kind of a either I do or I don't. I get it or I don't. Shoes are invented and I want them. Here's the Department of Transportation. I just, uh, I highlight I two of these just because they were fun. $200,000, again, not too much. But if you're paying for someone's college, that's a chunk of change. The Department of Transportation spent $200,000 on a radio campaign telling drivers to stop at railroad tracks. That, to me, is more of a, um, you know, you either get it or you don't, and then Darwin takes over. But we can't say Darwin because Darwin punishes stupid people. They get what they deserve. You can't say that because it's rude to stupid people. Um, then, oh, here's one. The Department of Transportation subsidizing the free, remember the word free? Subsidizing the free Staten Island ferry for $70 million. $70 million for a free ferry. The General Services Administration, GSA, three-letter agency, and that's just general stuff, uh, they spent $69 million overpaying government contractors for terminated contracts. Contracts that don't work and they're terminated, $69 million right there. Then the GSA spent $1.7 billion maintaining 77,000 empty government buildings. 1.7 billion empty buildings, maintaining them. The Department of Homeland Security spent $17 million on unused hotel rooms for illegal aliens. And that's before the whole New York the New York thing where they're staying in four or five-star hotels, but they're not going to leave. And it's all dudes. But, you know, I, I, and again... For some of these people getting this money, I can't blame them. I'm just saying maybe we should do a little audit. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security, again, they spent $168 million taxpayer dollars helping illegals avoid deportation. Uh, HUD spent $13.4 HUDs, $13.4 million East Baton Rouge unused 
federal housing grants. A lot of money being spent on unused stuff. The Department of Defense. Now, I got to touch on these dudes because I've I've been in the DOD. I've seen the contracts. I know how they work. I do say some shit about redundancy. I'm trying to put the shoe on the other foot. If I got a contract to sell them a couple million dollars worth of hats, I'm probably going to take the contract. No, no, you know, worse for the wear. I will. I'll give a kid some coin on the university when he needs a latte. But speaking of lattes, I don't think the Department of Defense spent enough on this. In 2022, the DOD spent $193,000 on Starbucks espresso machines. Personally, I don't think that was enough because I have. I remember in Iraq, in Baghdad, BIOP. Sorry, if you're cool, you can, uh, you can, uh, you can make up acronyms or you can make up abbreviations. BIOP. What the hell is that? Baghdad International Airport. That's Hkaya Hamid Kaya. Shut the fuck up. What's that? It's espresso. E S S P E S P. It's coffee. It's strong coffee. Anyway, I don't think 103k is enough to spend for the troops for an espresso machine. I think that. We could get them a better deal and more espresso for that. Um, the Department of Defense did spend $9 million funding a 1.5-square-mile park in Austin for yoga and probably some concerts, so that's good. Keep the morale up. And then <laughs> last year, they spent the DOD spent $28 million on camouflage for Afghanistan that didn't even fit the backdrop in Afghanistan. So they obviously didn't hire snipers for that, and they didn't give a shit where the money went. They don't care about your kid going to college. $28 million on camel that doesn't work. Um, here's some other stuff I threw out there. I'm not sure if these are three-letter agencies, but it is taxpayer dollars. $210 million on basic education for people in Jordan. That's a country near Israel. $175 million expand. Now, this is a good one. $175 million expanding streetcars in Washington, D.C. Rarely used uh, notoriously unreliable, the streetcars, but it's in D.C. Someone got paid $175 million. That's what we call lobbying. Someone got a sweet deal right there, not far from the Capitol. Just don't wear a fancy coat near the Capitol. You might get robbed because crime is going up. Um, 70, I had to stop. because this, uh, In my notes, I put uh, State Department. State Department's meticulous. When you give anyone in the State Department a brief on anything. They are talking about the words and the sensitivity of the words that you're using so you don't offend anyone. Are you using Keynote or PowerPoint? What is this? Do you need a slide adventure? That Very meticulous. However, there's untracked fuel purchases for $77 million. Someone's filling up their POV, and not everyone's driving electric like they should. That's a lot of gas money. $77 million. Put that in your college pipe and smoke it. Um, boosting the travel sector in Tunisia. Tunisia. Again, a country that's not crazy about us. During COVID, $50 million for Tunisia. We built, I couldn't find out where, but a museum for Gandhi. $3 million bucks. That's pretty good. Oh, not this Super Bowl that Fetterman should have been telling us about, but the last Super Bowl, $2.5 million in Super Bowl commercials telling us how to fill out the census. Hmm. And then there's, um, okay, COVID relief. Uh, funded uh, an 11-square-foot spa for $140 million. Seems like a little insider bullshit right there. COVID Relief also spent $31.5 million on luxury cars. To whom those went, I'm not sure. And then ineligible COVID Relief, $4.5 billion. So that's a little bit of the government waste. I I did forget to to add this, though. This one doesn't just slip under the rug. Uh, last year, we paid $475 billion. That's about half a trillion dollars 
in interest on the debt. Now, the question is, who do we owe this money? Technically, we just kind of owe ourselves. China owns a lot of our debt. We do owe ourselves. You see that clock going up. A lot of that's going to social programs, which will need to be addressed Hopefully in my lifetime, because I'd like to be a part of the solution, not the problem, because I have a tendency to bitch not offering the solution. But, you know, I did pay into it like everyone else. Eventually, someone's going to have to we're going to have to get rid of some of the government spending, the government stuff. The good news is I did hear a saying one time, if you owe the bank fifty thousand dollars, you have a problem. If you owe the bank fifty million dollars, they have a problem. So we talk about everything from preparation to thinking outside the box and uh, investments here. And are you worried about your money? Two-thirds of Americans are, and a recession is in the headlines, and it's coming. Get a load of this, and I'm serious. Contemporary art has outperformed the S&P for the last 26 years, but there has been no way to invest in it. Masterworks is the first company to offer art investment products to the retail investing public. But Masterworks returned over $25.8 million to people just like you in 2022 alone. I am not exaggerating, and I'm not making that up. Every single one of Masterworks' exits so far have been for a profit, with the last three handing back 10 13 and 35% net returns. Now, those exits were in November and December as the recession loomed, but Masterworks has delivered results through COVID, raging inflation, and economic destruction. Like I said, every exit, every exit so far for a profit. So I want you to check this out. Those are real results. Those are real results, and Masterworks already has over six hundred twenty thousand users. Six hundred twenty thousand users already, and we're rolling into March again with a recession. Masterworks has so much demand that paintings have been selling out in minutes. They even have a waiting list, but you can get priority access right now at masterworks.art/slash operator masterworks.art slash operator head of the line privilege so remember that masterworks.art slash operator get to the front of the line go check it out this is legit if you have been paying attention to things and based on the fact that you are listening to the operator podcast that means you have i'm sure you've heard of ketones i've mentioned them before and they've been on tv ketones are a natural source of fuel for your body they're often created when your stored carbs are depleted triggering your body to convert fat into ketones for fuel. Unlike fats, though, ketones can cross the blood-brain barrier, allowing ketones to fuel both your brain and your blood. Compared to other sources of energy like glucose or fat, ketones are a more efficient fuel that can produce more power while losing less oxygen. That just sounds proficient. In daily life, your brain and body are fueled by ketones. And when I take them, I feel amazing. Uh, you can find Ketone IQ at hvmn.com. That stands for Health Via Modern Nutrition. hvmn.com. Use the promo code THEOPERATOR at checkout and you get 20% off. Again, that's hvmn.com with promo code THEOPERATOR. Hotel Victor Mike November.com. Remember, this is a brain fuel. It's an energy boost. You can take it whenever you need it or first thing in the morning. It's zero sugar, zero caffeine, energy boost. Uh, whenever you want it, 60% of Tour de France competitors use Ketone IQ, and they are not keto. So that's hvmn.com, and you are looking for Ketone IQ. Use the code THEOPERATOR, get 20% off. So that is some of the money that we're spending on. There's other billions of dollars being spent on defense and border security, not ours. 
uh, other countries. A lot of money thrown around there. I didn't add those up yet, but I will get. I'll get into those because I'm always looking for new subjects to talk about. But the whole point of the thing is uh, watching our government grow, eat itself, eat the taxpayer money, then it keeps growing, and it grows and grows and grows, and the government gets bigger and bigger. I think we should uh, – The I lean towards conservatives when I say I think we should have a smaller, limited government, and that's what we were supposed to be. The government – Believe it or not, this this is going to sound crazy in 2023. The government is actually supposed to work for the people. The people are supposed to vote the government into spots. Every elected official works and reports to the people, but it's not that way anymore. Again, they've figured out a way to get in power, keep their power, and retain more power. And it gets so hard, too, that that's why it, it, it doesn't just – it starts in a spot – but it doesn't end in that spot. It keeps growing. And if, if you don't tell the truth off the bat, it's uh, you need to you, you either need to keep telling the lie. That's when I say when when someone uh, fails SEAL training or quit SEAL training at a young age, I can only relate to SEAL training. If you quit there, just own it. Why didn't you make it? I quit. Because, you know, 19, 20 years old, it could be easy to lie to someone right now, but people don't forget. It's like the whole thing with shit in your pants in third grade. People don't forget. Isn't that in super bad or something? Something that you're getting that? No, I'm not. Um, but people remember, and then you have to keep living that lie for the rest of your life. You're, you should be able to, t- if you just tell the truth, deflate the argument. It's not going to come back. If you own it with a simple answer, it's going to be fine. But uh, on the other end too, if you keep, if if you realize what you're saying is a little bit crazy, but someone buys it, and I don't. Not only do they buy it, but they keep backing it up. You can keep going with your bullshit until it gets to a point where um, people have power that you can't get rid of, and then you're hiring people for the wrong reasons. You're not hiring. No longer are you hiring or getting advanced because of the way you perform. Nothing is based on performance. It's based on other stuff, too, and it's it's based on if you said the wrong thing 10 years ago in a stupid um post on social media you can get fired but it keeps going and going and then the power's everywhere and you can't fire any government workers because then you get labeled something and you could potentially get sued i mean and i mean when i'm saying power too i'm not just talking about congress i'm talking about like uh, any government worker you ever been to the dmv and someone can tell you no man they love that you ever been uh, in the military probably maybe not but a gate guard who's an e1 can tell you no they fucking love that shit don't they that's power and these are people that generally wouldn't have power, but now they have it, then they abuse it. And it gets to a higher level, and it's power, 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 and it's one one helps the other. I, I mentioned the unions because we've seen the unions, and union bosses will tell all the union guys paying their union dues to keep voting Democrat because that means that union boss will keep what? Power. It, it necess- and, and even if they're not doing what they say they're doing, um, a lot of politicians will say what you want to hear. Blue-collar um, blue Joe with four mansions. They just want the damn power. The people that are married there, the people that are involved, the people that drag them around, the the cops that are arresting parents at school board meetings that shouldn't be doing that because the parents find out what the hell they're being taught, and they get arrested. They're called domestic terrorists, and the media goes with it. Why is that power? Well, I'm on TV. I have power. You can't touch me. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Power. So it just it starts with white lies, and it keeps going, and I just I don't want to see it going that way. And that's, uh, I relate back to my military experience the gate guard thing. You might not know what that is. A gate guard is a dude. If you can bear with me, we keep it simple. He stands at the gate and he guards it. 
That's it. Not a lot of fun. Same thing with um, uh, Eddie Gallagher's book. Eddie Gallagher was the SEAL that was Navy SEAL that was was um, accused of war crimes. And and I'm going to interview him in a couple of weeks. That's going to be awesome. But he uh, he was a chief in the Navy, which is a um, a high ranking non commissioned officer, an NCO chief, petty officer. But the ga- the the guards at the brig had power, so they could be dicks. You know, what, shit like that. It's just, it, it shouldn't be happening, but it does happen. People do that, and power breeds power, and you see it around every, the, the cops, the guards, the guys that don't need to be doing it. And then, and then before you know it, you're not allowed to say anything to someone in power. And if you do, you have those cops that are showing up that they just go by the mob mentality, and that's called a police state. And it, it, it goes into everything. It's like, um, I mentioned last week something about uh, getting an operation. It's all good and fine to be the social warrior until you need an operation. You probably want the doctor or the dentist who's the most qualified, right? And uh, you heard you hear it mentioned a lot with uh, the FAA and air traffic control and pilots. I've mentioned some incidents, not incidents, but I mean, when you're flying, an incident is an incident. I don't know what's what's going on. You need to. And it all goes back to just telling the truth and not lying to each other and not supporting each other's lies. Um, but I've the military is my um, is my is what I, I grew up basically. You know, grew up in the in the SEAL teams, and I sort of know the military. I was one of the dorks that studied the military customs and courtesies because I'm a big believer in knowing your history. And even though it's true that history is written by the winners, and there's some history that's cut out. You can't, you don't want to cut out the history. I'm a big believer in learning from failure and trying to tell the truth and retell the truth. But if you don't like something, it doesn't mean you just shut it off. We see people tearing down statues. That does, they don't know what they're doing. They're being radicalized by someone telling them to tear down the statues because so and so did something in the past. It's that's equivalent to book burning, and that's never gone well. That's never been. Uh, it's never been the good guys that want to educate the people burning the books. It's the people that want to suppress you. You know, that's all it is. It's the same thing with um, when I was in elementary school. If someone, regardless of who it was, said, hey, we're going to do something, but don't tell your parents, they weren't the good guy. And it seems pretty simple, but now we're just up and down. But the, the military, there's a, there's a quote by one of the greatest um, presidents ever. Um. When leaving office in 1961, so it would have been January of 1961, it was uh, four-star general Dwight D. Eisenhower, President Eisenhower Ike, giving his going-away speech, and, and you, you think it would have been something going away like General MacArthur did or some of these great military warriors back at a time when we were just getting our information from from the, the upbeat people talking about the heroes that took the beaches and stormed with the bravery. They didn't talk about the blood and guts and the violence and the real shit that, you, that happens now. They just made it upbeat, so you're only getting the uh, one side of everything, and we're all uh, eating the apple pie together and cheering on America because we're just always good. For some reason, we're always good and God's on our side. But uh, you expect a speech like that from Eisenhower. He's leaving office in 1961, and it basically summed up um, – Leaving the fifties, going to the sixties, you know. So it's uh, he one part of his speech, and you wouldn't expect this from him. Was talking about he said, <clears throat> "Got to clear my throat for respect. A vital element in keeping the peace is our military establishment. Our arms must be might ready for instant action, so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction." American makers of plowshares could. With time, and as required, make swords as well. But now we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We must be compelled to create a, perma- a permanent 
armaments industry of vast proportions. goes on, this conjecture of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. He's talking about the potential for unnecessary growth. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. And he's warning us. He's basically just saying, hey, uh, we done good, but watch out because power will maintain power and it will keep giving power. And, and uh, the military is pretty big. It's a pretty large employer. And I, I'm not going to end with that because I love the men and women who serve. And I, I do stay positive with what we're doing. And I, I honestly believe that if and when we have to fight, which I don't want to do, um, we're going to crush people if given the opportunity. But also a lot of that woke shit's coming in and it's uh, it ain't cool. So I am going to, speaking of military, Speaking of politics and conspiracy theories and right and wrong and power, uh, there's argument again about they call it the Iranian peace deal for nuclear bullshit, and the uh, the Iranians are saying that they're going to use their they're going to use it for good. When we well, rational people who tell the truth know the Iranians, and it's not the Iranian people; it's it's the it's the it's the um, ayatollahs that run the joint, Khomeini. Um, they're they're believers, and they really want to destroy um, Israel. They want to destroy us, but they don't have the technology until we give it to them. Like for some reason, a lot of do-gooders think that if we're just nice to them, um, they'll be good. But they won't if we just give them a pallet of cash, like like we have before the country. And I'm not, you know, it was it was uh, um, one administration, the Obama administration, gave them a pallet of cash at night. John Kerry was there. He's still around again. Again, another guy with uh, not quite elected, but he's still making calls. We give him cash. They'll be fine, and it'll help the Iranian people. No, it, it goes to Hezbollah and uh, Hamas. And even though they're, that's the enemy of my enemies, my friends, they want to destroy Israel, they're going to make nukes. They're trying to make nukes. And here's a, here's a bummer for all you believers. Um, they're going to lie to us. And once they make, and once they got it, they got it. And then you got a whole new thing with Iran gets the nukes and Saudi Arabia is going to want to have them, and that's not good, and it's all going to be bad. Uh, there's even um, a new um, – so President Trump killed um, Qasem Soleimani, who was their general, very close to Ayatollah Khomeini. And uh, he, he was like a – he was a – I mean, he wasn't like a, a zealot. He, w- he was like a psychopath leader, and the, the men followed him. If we really cared about the Iranian people, we would support their uprisings, but we never do. For some reason, we just kind of want to give them cash and let them get nukes. It's a bad idea. They just they just reinstated, if you will, the bounties on President Trump and uh, Mike Pompeo for because they, they, that raid that raid they hit him with a missile strike at uh, right outside of Baghdad International Airport. Um, Qasem Soleimani was like rolling through different Middle East countries for the the the, the greatest state sponsor of terrorism. Iran, and they they knew where he was going. He's going to go to Syria at some point. He landed at Baghdad, and we blasted him. I think that's cool. And and again, there's contractors and engineers who design those missiles and the uh, the Intel shit, the ISR platforms. That's pretty dope that they could do that. And the balls to hit him there by buyout. But that's, they just reinstated the death threats on on President Trump and, and Mike Pompeo. And um, you know, it's got to be real. This is this is there's real threats out there. And if you're real and honest. 
and see what's actually happening. You can there is going to be a threat and complacency kills, and not everyone wants to be nice, but you can back people up. I that remind I do want to talk in the future about Iran and what happened in the seventies, uh, the Islamic Revolution and all that. But I also want to keep it light because if you don't have fun, you're if you don't have fun, sometimes you're just you're going to be an asshole. So. Speaking of Qasem Soleimani, I dug this story up. Uh, I, th- I want to say about a year ago, 2022 in March, um, an Iranian-born college student in the United States stabbed a dude um, because she wanted to spill the blood on American soil. So she apparently went to UCLA or whatever. She said she did, and she was posting pictures. Might have been a cheerleader. I mean, good-looking girl, whatever. She met some dude in Vegas on a dating app. I, I'm too old to know what dating apps do, but this one's called Plenty of Fish. So I think I know. I got I got a good feeling what's going on there. So they met, and her quote was, um, they, I guess they were having sex, and she blindfolded him. Now that, I'm just saying, unless you really trust someone, <laughs> you don't let them tie you up or cuff you or blindfold you. That's just, you're, you're just... Whatever. And she said, we were drinking a little bit, and then I guess we just started to get into it, and then I stabbed him. Yeah, so she stabbed him with a pink knife in the neck while he was blindfolded and having sex with a stranger off plenty of fish. And asked by the officer why she attacked her date, she said it was to avenge the death of Islamic Revolutionary Guard Commander Qasem Soleimani. I guess out of spite and revenge, I mean, the U.S. killed Soleimani, lots of blood spilled, so I felt like it was fair for American blood to be spilled. Um, I'm not saying anything bad about that website, but you meet someone on Plenty of Fish and she has a pink knife and a blindfold. You know, she said she just pulled out the knife here. I was thinking there was only one one pull-out method in sex. Apparently there's two. She stabbed in the next twice. I guess she's on house arrest or some bullshit. I, I tried to find out what happened to her. If we can find out, that would be a fun story. But, uh, you know, you never know. You think you're getting lucky, then you get what they call unlucky. And like um, my grandma once said, bitches be tripping. So... You know, be careful on your dating sites. There's one pull-out method. Don't ever get blindfolded, and hopefully you are never out of the fight. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 